Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Holiday tips and wine stories from Kristen and Paul at Total Wine and More. The sweetness of a maple glazed ham paired with a bourbon barrel aged Cabernet. We went there. Now my taste buds are hopping. I can help you impress the boss with a great bottle of wine. Here's to a raise in 2019. As you check off that gift list, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine and More. Come explore at our 12 Northern Virginia locations. Now open in Reston at Plaza America Center, across from Whole Foods. Shop online at TotalWine.com. Motorcycle Madhouse, presented by Insane Throttle Biker News, hosted by none other than... Well, right now, I don't feel too agreeable. ...everyone's favorite online personality, the thorn in every field side... James Hollywood Machikari and his partner in crime, Double Barrel. Hi, and this is James Hollywood Machikari, joined here today with uh, Double Barrel. And today's subject is going to be lawabitingbiker.com, uh, as well as the alliance of uh, lawabiting bikers. It's going to be a pretty good show, and uh, you're probably going to be doing a lot of those shake-my-head moment type of deals when you hear some of this stuff, but uh, how are you doing today, Double Barrel? Living it. <laughs> Living up the dream, huh? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Let's take a ride on the wild side. Uh, what do you know about uh, the law-abiding uh, biker alliance? I don't know shit about them. <laughs> I, don't, I, just, I really don't. Well, you know, they're the ones that are uh, made up of uh, all the cop clubs. Well, that, that part, I mean, I know the obvious of what they are, but I don't know their, I, I, I don't know. The, the mixed things that I've seen and listened to is kind of they're all over a map. Right. I think they believe that uh, they're majority. They're the, yeah, the motorcycle yeah. majority, as he always says. Uh, Ryan Erlacher over there. Mm-hmm. It was pretty funny listening to his interview that he uh, did for the first part uh, on Lollipop, wasn't it? I, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he threw all the softballs at him, didn't he? You know, he did, but I kind of expect it because isn't um, 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 Iron Legacy? Iron Legacy. Okay, aren't they a part of the uh, Alliance? Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, I mean, well... I you can't I, I can't really say that I'm surprised. Right. I, I can't. Well, basically, it came down to him greasing this you know this pig so much. He, all, all he had to do was pop that cherry if he wanted to. Shit. Well, I. But I really don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I don't. Well, let's listen to some of his uh, recordings here. Here's a here's a little piece that we took from his podcast, and uh, let's get this audience to know more about uh, the way they think and. Uh, some of the stuff they say. So let's uh, play that real quick. We are the motorcycle majority out there, and we're way more on board now, and and I think well well surpassing the criminal element in our organization and the way we're getting our message out. So what did you think about that, man? They're the motorcycle majority now. Well, I'm trying to figure out how they think that. 
I mean, I mean, it's obvious that uh, he does think it. So, well, I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think, like I said before about this, is I think he's just lumping everybody that's not 1% into one. You know what I mean? I that's all I can guess There's, that's the only way you would come to find or come to think that you're the motorcycle majority is if you lump everybody together that isn't a one percent <laughs> that, that's all I can figure uh, because how else would it be do you think 99 percenters think he represents them I don't know maybe some do do you think regular 99 percenter clubs think a cop represents their interests I you know what I don't even know Hell, I don't even know how many people even know about this guy, let alone I don't know how many people know he's a cop. <laughs> well, I, he's I part of the Sworn Few MC. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what the hell they think. I, I don't know. Like I said, you know what, what what's funny about this is, is uh, most people don't understand that because we're down the middle on everything, most of the answers that we have come from the people that email us uh, and all that, you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, maybe that's their personal feeling or maybe that, no, no, we look at everything that's emailed and we put it in. Like, uh, when we quote about specific clubs or whatever, you'll hear us always say, all right, this is what you guys have said. Like, this is what we've heard from, you know, the community. So, you know, I, a lot of, I think for some reason, a lot of people hear this and miss that that's what we do and but it's part of that being down the middle you know if you don't listen to the public if you don't listen to the community then you're just talking out your ass and, and that's all there is to it right right so that's why we judge you know what you and i feel like i always give you shit you know we all know how you feel about leos but <laughs> but my point is is we still try to answer stuff though from what we hear from the community in a broad spectrum. Our personal feeling has nothing to do with any of this. Right. And, and I mean, well, some of it, our opinions may, but our, like, you get my point. You all get my point. <laughs> well, you know, let's give our uh, audience a little taste of uh, how the alliance is set up since they go around and knock the COC for being criminal or any club that's uh, part of them, you know. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, show the audience what uh, how their setup is. There we go. By having a permanently installed advisory board whose positions can be rotational. In other words, we know we're going to have vacancies. We're going to have to fill those. We tried, uh, we considered the idea of having elections to fill those, but elections among 50 motorcycle clubs spread out all over the United States with different agendas, um, we, just didn't, we just didn't see how we could make it fair. Um, and we put ourselves at risk, you know, to a hostile takeover by a club with a lot of members. Um, and so instead, the way the advisory board will survive is that um, the people that are now in place will remain in place permanently until they decide to step down. So there you go right there. Uh, sounds like a dictatorship, don't it? I think they don't know how a COC is ran. <laughs> well, uh, Even uh, a COC has elections. They do, and we all know who majority of the time gets voted do it. I mean, whatever, that's no... Look, the COC has a lot of flaws. It does. 
But it also, if done properly, could be great. It really could. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I just heard that. <laughs> it, was, um, it was funny. That's coming from their chairman that they're in lifelong positions because they're afraid of a hostile takeover. Well, they, yeah, ex exactly. Well, no, basically they're saying nobody else can be in charge of this but us. Right. And, okay, well, I got a question. What happens when he dies? Well, they go on a rotation, I guess. Well, okay, but, see, there's so many flaws. We could do this for days, probably, talking about all the flaws and holes in that theory. You know what I mean? So... If he passes away or he does something like that, well, how does that work? And if that guy who's under him doesn't want to do it, well, how does that work? Hey, you get my point. Right. So You think they got the ideal from Lollipop, man? Because I heard that's how uh, Iron Legacy is set up where, you know, nobody can kick him out. Is it? Yeah, that's how it's set up with them. <laughs> well, maybe you learned it from the first one. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't... I don't... I don't I don't really care. I, I really do. I don't even give a shit. Yeah, look, there's nothing that we can say that'll change anybody who believes what they say. That that's that's the fact. We've said it on everything. It's the same with you know if you believe in certain protocols and whether they're true, not true, or whatever. If you 100% believe in it, there's nothing anybody can tell you. Nothing. So. The biggest thing we're pushing here is things just need to change. Right. That's it. We're not saying how. We're not saying any of that. We're just saying things need to change. I'm talking about this podcast. Because it does. Look, man. We got people everywhere fighting amongst each other. Everywhere. And they'll throw each other under the bus in no time flat. Proven, especially the last month or so. Everybody will throw everybody under the bus. Everybody's pissed off at each other. Nobody likes each other. But when you say, all right, why doesn't everybody just come together? One, doesn't matter what the hell you are or represent. Everybody's like, oh, we can't fucking do that. Well, <laughs> okay, so what's the answer? Well, you know what? I think I put that out in an article yesterday when I described uh, Pete's movement. The one percenters are never going to come to the table. Never. You know, that's just a fact of life, I think. Well... I don't know what they're going to do or not do. You know what I mean? So, I, I, it's it's all up to... But all I'm saying is, is they have to recognize... They have to. They have to recognize that what's going on right now isn't working. Right. Well, you know what? I think it's time for them to evolve because the generational gap's getting wider now, especially with those coming into uh, the motorcycle club scene. A lot of the new generation don't want to put up with the old bullshit. Well, yeah, but, you know, there was a lot of good with the old bullshit, but there was a lot of bad. <laughs> there was a ton of bad. Yeah, that, there's no doubt about it, but, look, the biggest gang, as as a lot of law enforcement want to say, is the Fed and all their people, period. I don't give a crap how big bad you think you are, how respected you think you are I, I don't care with just a flick of the wrist boy them fuckers could take anybody out anybody doesn't matter <laughs> shit look what they're trying to do to the president of the United States 
Well, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the deep state blue gang right Yeah, there. but that that's people that just don't understand logic. My point is... <laughs> no, my point is, is look, if the Fed wants to come at you, you're done. Yeah. I, I don't... Well, look what they're doing to Pike and Portillo, man, down in Texas, man. They got everybody coming out of the woodworks on it, then. Yeah, but that's my point, you know? Look, if... And that's why all the trials that are going on, all the bullshit that's going on, you know, at some point in time, we, as the community, have to push the precedent that the clubs in themselves are not at fault for individual acts. No. And... I know, honestly, I do know that the 1% for the longest time has been pushing that that narrative. They really have. Right. You know, and I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I, I just don't, it, it's so plain and simple to see. But yet everybody's running around, you know, oh, I'm fucking, we're respected, we're the baddest, we're this, we're that. Dude, no, you're not. The baddest is, is wearing a badge, Period. <laughs> that, that I don't give a fuck. They're 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 wearing a badge, all right, and they have nothing to do with the MC community, which makes them even danger more dangerous because they don't understand how anything works. So, this is what I'm getting at, man. <laughs> if you're talking about a Fed that's never ridden a motorcycle, never been a part of an MC, that's calling the shot whether you go to jail or not. They could give a fuck what you think. Right, right. They don't care how big and bad you, or respect, or anything that you think you are. And if we continue to talk shit and fight and do all this crap with each other, we are all fucked. Fucked. Period. Simple term. I think it's a good point, but... uh... Another point is, you know, you don't want to run out to some alliance like that that uh, spews this no, kind of stuff. No, you see, because here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to get at with these guys. They're causing diversity. They don't realize it. They think they're not. The answer doesn't lie in alienating 1% or whatever, because that was 1%'s problem. They were alienating 99%. All right? So don't think because you're going the opposite direction that you're going to get a different outcome. You're not. I'm sorry, you're not. Right. So Well, another thing I don't think this alliance really understands, because they are a bunch of cops, they can go out there from a law enforcement angle and spew the stuff they are, but they're actually getting people hurt on the street. Well, yeah. But, you know, another thing is the problem is, is the Internet. People can voice their opinions just like we do sometimes like assholes that's all there is to it you know so but when they got a platform the way they do and they're reaching uh, these people like that I think they're actually causing people to get hurt on the street well it's not like I said they're causing diversity they are they're right. trying to do the opposite of what the 1% did that everybody got fucked up about you know <laughs> Jesus Christ look I don't care what you think of 1% or COCs or anything. I don't care. The idea is solid as far as COC. It's a solid idea. Now, if we could get somebody that could run it right, it would be great. There would be no need for it. Look, if you hate cop clubs or if you hate whatever, so what? (laughs) I'm sorry, so what? You know, 
if you can verbally come together and say, look, I don't like you, here's why. And they, they may come back with, I don't like you, here's why. Okay? And settle it right then and there. Cool. You tell me to fuck myself, I'll tell you to fuck yourself, and off you go. Right, right. And, and we'll just keep it at that. Stay out of our business, we'll stay out of yours and call it a fucking day. And, and that's it. But the lines are so blurred. And everybody's so... Like, right when they get pressed by the Fed, they they, they, they turn instantly. It's been a, like a rat pack down at Pike and Portillo right now, I'll tell you. But it's everywhere, man. Everybody's fucked right now. Man. And... I, I, you know, fuck. <laughs> well, we're going a little bit about more of the problems uh, but, facing us, but uh, let's take a listen. And uh, I wanted to get your opinion on this. This is the Alliance talking about Ray Lebesky, right. and uh, I think it's important uh, to put that out because this is the way these people think. Intimidation, um, and when when the club turned down that road, the leadership left and started the Iron Legacy. A tremendous respect for these guys and what they've done and um, so far you know they have been exactly as advertised they have done everything they said they would do they've demonstrated that they are exactly the kind of club that the alliance um, you know is, is open to and uh, um, you know so when, when, when the decision was made to, to induct them Ray was invited um, you know to, to tell his story he's a man with with tremendous experience you know he's experienced things in the biker world that most of us hope we never have to um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, as you know, you, you've talked to him, you know that he's, he's cordial, he's articulate, he's calm, and he's pleasant, and he's fun to talk to. Um, and, and so, you know, when we would get on the phone to answer, to have, to settle an issue, answer a question, um, it would turn into a long conversation. Um, and, and so, um, yeah, and he was invited to be a blogger, and, and, uh, you know, that invitation, by the way, is open. In contributing bloggers to any alliance member club, any alliance member person, you know, who has something to say. What do you think about that right there, man? He was uh, articulate and he was smart. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Because uh, I have yet to hear why. But, <laughs> well, besides, you know, doing the mail order patch forever in a day. And still to this day, it seems he's pulling that one off, and now he made it so he can't be voted out, according to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look. But this is my point, okay? Again, causing separation. Causing separation. Now, to sit here and act like Lollipop, as you call him, is a fucking choir boy, you're out of your fucking mind. Right. Straight up. you got to be kidding. Where do you get that? But whatever. If you don't want to face that, fine. I don't really give a shit. Okay? But as far as I'm concerned with Lollipop, man, he's the biggest rat of all of them. He really is. Well, he's test he went and testified against his own club in a civil case. Right, and... but at the same time, I heard some shit the other day where he's like, I got no malice towards them. They're just behind me. All right, then why are you doing what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck, man. Just... All right, you're done with it. You want to let it go? Well, then let it go. Right. Fuck, it, it's not that damn hard. You want to be a part of this alliance? Hey, have the fuck at it. I don't... Who cares? I think my issue is uh, this alliance, and this interview was put out after all the emails came forward about him uh, 
trying to order hits on civilians and riding oh, yeah. clubs. And and, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, what kind of cops can't do their homework, man, to see what kind of guy this really is? I, You know what? I don't even know. I don't even... I don't and then, the, you know, they try to claim that the... And I think I got that in the next segment where uh, he claims the Iron Order went down the wrong path. Well, as far as I knew, ten of the shootings were under his uh, leadership, weren't they? <laughs> I thought we brought that up before. <laughs> That's why I asked you if he was in charge during all this bullshit. I don't. I don't understand. I don't. I don't get it. I. I don't. Okay, because here, here's what I'm saying: is okay. I I don't know much about the the trial and all that crap, but from my understanding, from what we have said and what we have read, what we have mm-hmm. seen, and. Uh, uh, the shit that's came in about it. He's basically trying to pinpoint that the Iron Order is at fault. Right. And our biggest thing was always the same of, look, <laughs> you can't sit here and say that everything that happens is a club's fault. I don't give a shit what their name is. All right? It could be any name out there. But an even bigger thing is, if he's saying that it is Iron Order's fault, and as you put it, ten of those shootings were under his watch. Well, then it's his problem. <laughs> why? Why ain't he being held? You know. That's my point. <laughs> then, okay, if you're gonna say that it's Iron Order's fault, well, you were in charge of most of that, so aren't you liable? Exactly. <laughs> Am I the only one that fucking gets this? <laughs> I mean, well, let's hear from uh, Ray himself and uh, some of the stuff he feels. Okay, cool. Now, um, how about, I know it's just because it's on the, uh, you know, on the forefront right now, how about the Iron Order themselves? Are they members uh, of the of this, or? No, uh, we've never been approached by the Iron Order, per se. Um, I learned from Ray and from his other national officers that, you know, that this was something that they had envisioned long before the alliance became a reality. Um, but we just were never able to... to to include it in their in their list of pursuits, you know, as part of their goals and mission, so it didn't happen. Um, but when when things started to go south for the Iron Order and for the you know that leadership, um, they you know they stumbled across some of what we had been putting out there, trying to communicate the message of the Alliance, and they agreed with it. So once their new club got up and running, one of their first um, discussions as a national board was, "We need to contact these guys." at the audience, you know, and, and explore that relationship. You know, we missed this opportunity once, let's not miss it again. And, and you know, that's how it came about. And, you know, for speaking for myself, you know, I'm, I'm very proud that, that we've been able to, to make that step and, and start building a bridge that never really existed before. I'm sorry, that wasn't Ray Lebowski. That was uh, the Alliance talking about how they brought the uh, Iron Legacy in. It was my understanding <laughs> that uh, O'Ray never liked that kind of stuff. <laughs> for a minute there, I'm like, what the fuck are we listening to? <laughs> um, that was actually quite interesting. <laughs> Wasn't uh, Iron Order listed on their list of law-abiding clubs? Yeah, it actually was, and when I contacted them about that, right, they said we had no idea about it. <laughs> okay, so, if we remember to that last podcast, or the one before the last one, I said, I think these fuckers are just trying to make themselves look bigger than what they actually are. Right. So, <laughs> this is fucking great. 
So basically, in his own words, he said, so we lied, we put their name up there, they were never a part of us. That's basically what he just said, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Way, way to show the trueness there, buddy. Um, so... Alright, let me get the gist of what I just fucking heard. Uh, Lollipop didn't want anything to do with it at first. Then he started his new club and they joined right away because they didn't want to miss an opportunity? They didn't want to miss that opportunity again to join the Alliance of Law-Abiding Bikers. Fucking A. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, so why was Iron Order on their damn site? Well... You know what? Since he openly just said that they were never a part of it. Exactly. They were trying to make themselves look bigger than they really were. Wow, man. Mm. Uh, Okay, Uh, and again, we're going to go back to this. This is causing diversity. It's causing problems. Don't you get it? You're alienating people on the other side. The same problem. The only reason you exist is to rebel against the 1%. We can all fucking agree on it, right? Yeah, I think we can. Okay. You're just doing the opposite. You're just on the other side of the fucking deal. You're alienating 1%. You're alienating other supports. You're alienating anybody who agrees with the 1%, which I'm sorry, but that's some of the 99%. (laughs) Okay? And by your own accord, you put names of clubs up there, which I, I don't think Iron Order is the only one. If I from what no, I've been there's told, a whole, there's a whole list. All right, of them you up put there. names of clubs up there that had nothing to do with you in the first fucking place. Come on, man, Just fuck, dude, Just knock it off. That's Understand kinda, your bullshit. Rid- it's ridiculous. It really is. You, you can't sit here and say that one percent's all wrong because they alienate some of the fucking MC community, and then in the same hand alienate everybody on that side and say that you're just all for peace and everybody's singing kumbaya. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. Well, you know what what really aggravates me is when this guy gets on the podcast or any of his bullshit blogs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Well, all one percenters are criminals. Well, you know, it's funny that I was able to do an article the other day and I'm going to start doing that every week, uh, you know, highlighting that shit. Mm -hmm. But for every... Freaking crime that a one percenter was uh, convicted of, I can find one cop that did the same thing within a week. Right. You know, <laughs> you know I just thought of this literally just a second. So, uh, uh, Lollipop there, he's saying, he, he testified in court that a club in itself should be liable for the things it does, correct? Correct. Okay. So, should every cop be liable for what another cop does? That, that's what I really think, you know? You have cops out there like the guy in Volusia County that went off and said uh, motorcycle clubs are domestic terrorists and all that good jive. <sighs> Why they're doing the same shit right there. And you know what? Most of the crimes that I've been finding popping up with cops mm. are freaking sex crimes. Well, I What kind I of freaking freaks are they? Dude, I don't know nothing about all that, but my point... I, look... But you can't hold the high the high road and try to speak down to people when your guys are doing the same shit. I cannot believe that we would be the only ones that see what's going on, that they're causing diversity in the MC community. I just I can't believe that. I I I really can't. So, but maybe (laughs) you know, maybe we maybe we are. 
I, I don't know. All I'm saying is, is all sides, all sides need to get the fuck over it. They really do. You know, there's a bigger fucking deal coming. We all know it. They're cracking harder cell phones with cameras and, and all this bullshit. And if somebody spews bullshit on social media, suddenly somehow it's fact. I don't I don't understand that one yet. But it doesn't really matter. This is this is the point. You're causing diversity and you need to stop. Period. I would say the same thing to a one percent that's fucking doing the same shit. Look, if you're alienating half the fucking goddamn MC community, knock it the fuck off. You can't be mad when people go, hey, you know what, fuck you. You can't. I'm sorry. Well, that's what I got in that one piece tomorrow at the um, releasing on the website, the COC article, where, again, the generations are different and they don't want to live by protocol or... You cannot take something that was supposedly started as lawlessness and make a bunch of fucking laws and then get pissed when people rebel against it. (laughs) I'm sorry. You know what? That's the perfect example. That is the perfect example right there. You can't. I mean, (laughs) and it wasn't so much lawlessness. I'm saying that in a broad term. What I'm saying, what I mean is, is it really was a fuck the man deal. It really was. You know what? I don't believe in I have to buy a fucking house and, and make my life in debt and the whole nine. I'm going to ride around and spend my life being free and happy. Right. Period. Well, All right. These younger generations, they don't want to do the time, man. We've already seen that coming out in a lot of these clubs. Well, I don't. you know what? I don't give a shit how any club does anything. I really don't. That's up to them, and they have to deal with it in the long run. Okay? But... I do give respect to clubs that realize their fuck-ups, or they realize that things need to change. That's one of the best parts I see coming from all this, is some clubs are realizing, look, this was a fuck-up, and we have to fix it. Right. Period. So, well, I think in the next segment, uh, after the commercial break, uh, we're going to be going into the movement, uh, what Big Peach trying to get done our thoughts on it and uh, where we think it should go and put the ideals out there because it's in its infancy right now. It's just up in the air where it should go, where it should lead and all that good stuff. But uh, let's take a little quick break and uh, we'll get into the next segment. Hi, this is Jay and Tyler with Match Curry, host of the Biker Angle over on Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel. Take a second and come over and check out the new channel with shows like The Boss with Peter Big Pete Jams and my show, The Biker Angle. The new Insane Throttle YouTube channel is focused on everything biker, where we take on the tough issues facing the biker community and rally and event coverage as well. Come join in the crazy conversations, put your two cents in, so put that damn beer down and get over to Insane Throttle and subscribe. Shit, get the prospect busy and make them hit that subscribe button for you. Just subscribe. You won't regret it. www.youtube.com backslash C backslash Insane Throttle. Be there. And we're back. <laughs> That's on one of our new commercials. Yeah, uh, Double Barrel over here laughing about uh, the prospect pushing the button stuff. Oh my God. It's awesome. But, uh... <laughs> Thursdays, uh, Big Peach usually on Insane Throttle's Facebook page, and this is going to be a, a short segment, about 10 minutes long, but uh, what do you think of the movement so far? Um, if it's done right, you know what, I, I'm going to say it the same way I said COC and everything else, if it's done right, it could be great. If it's done like shit, then it'll be just that. 
Right, right. Period. Well, you know what's really surprising me? Hmm. Big Pete uh, talking about the, bringing up the whole biker community and hearing you earlier and stuff about their side, our side. Yeah. And Big Pete being an ex-regional vice president of the Outlaws mm-hmm. says we got to bring everybody in there. That includes Leos and, you know, Independence, the whole nine yards. That's the only way we're going to get by it. So how do you think that's going to be taken out there? Uh, like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? It, it might, it might not. I don't know. Like I said, if it's handled correctly, that's great. Look, nobody has to get along. Like as far as like like each other and all that crap, they don't have to. All right. But if you say, all right, look, we don't like you. You don't like us. We get it. Just leave it alone. This tension needs to stop because it's only going to lead to all of us going to jail. Right. I. I it doesn't mean you have to party or get together or sit around a campfire. It doesn't mean any of that. Just get together and fuck. God, man. Get together, have a good party and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, like he said, you know, if you're going to be in the group, leave the shit at the door. And yeah, I think, okay. you know, that's the, ba- that's the basic, you know, premise is you got to be able to leave the shit at the door to go forward. Well, <laughs> Yeah. It'd be hard with me with Leos. You know, I think the major thing I have with Leos is, you know, they get they go around out there with their three pieces, act all big and bad in one bar, because I've actually seen this happen. And once shit goes down, next thing you know, the badges are coming out. Yeah, well, no, I get it. But I also know what he's saying. He's saying, hey, look, you know what? Not everything in the old school was great. Like, all right, our parents... Remember back when they used to say that, like, you know, this president or that president was honorable? Right. And and, and all that crap. <laughs> no, they weren't. They all had their shit. You go back in history, everybody had their fucking shit. It's just what you remember of it. Right. Now, maybe you had a great time. Maybe you didn't get it caught in the bullshit of the MC world. Maybe, whatever. It doesn't matter. But my point is, is there are things that are ridiculous nowadays. All right. If everybody jumps up and says three piece, three piece, and starts that shit again, where does it go? What does it help? Right. All it's going to do is consider, it's just going to keep making people fight. It's another reason to fight. Okay, so enough of all that shit. If if I get the movement correct, and I'll let, uh, you know, Pete, I'm sure, will hit on it later. But if I get the movement correct, what, what he's saying is, is, all right, let's take the good... Let's take the good of the new and try to come together and find a common ground. Right, right. Whatever that may be, that's what I get out of it. And as I'm saying before, look, if that's how it's going to be, great. Then it would be great. Well, it's looking good so far, but I'm a pessimistic kind of guy. <laughs> I you agree. Know, I agree. I think a lot of wounds out there are just too deep to heal. Correct. I, I, I agree. But... Look, the, I think that's why I like being independent. <laughs> the, the, the wounds might be too deep to heal, okay? But that doesn't mean you have to constantly cut the wound open. If you get what I mean by that. Right, right. So, look. <laughs> we, as far as I understand, everybody loves riding motorcycles. Everybody likes the, uh, the amount of family or brotherhood that's in every single club doesn't really matter which is which you know and if this can get us to there great you know but like i said it can go fucking south instantly 
Because some people have a fucking tendency to not be able to check their fucking ego at the door. Yeah, and that's just the truth, man. I, I <laughs> well, I know a lot of the. Uh, I know Pete's been getting a lot of interest from clubs that ain't a part of COC right now, and that's that's pretty interesting, right there, man. Well, like I said before, I'm, there's a lot of clubs out there that are realizing that their old way or the old way isn't working anymore. Right. And I I don't know why. Hey, I'm not pissed about it, but I don't know why that is or whatever. The biggest thing I think with this movement is people need to check the ego at the door. They really do. They got. I don't care how cool you think you are. It doesn't matter. Whatever <laughs> happened to just getting on a bike and riding? I don't know. <laughs> I wish I did. I don't know. That was the good old days. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the big things they need to bring back. Well, you know what? There. I, I don't know. <laughs> There are some clubs out there that do it, I guess. Yeah. You know, and and that's great, but the problem is, is even those clubs that do it still have problems with other clubs. But, well, you know, that's sad. And uh, especially after I did that writing club video, I had guys coming in, hey, you know, even the one percenters are out there trying to tell writing clubs what to do. Oh, that yeah. was never the case before. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Pete was on the other day saying that that was the case. No. Nah, he said that... He, he would try that. to bring him into the fold, uh, you know. Right, right, right. Other than that, he but, really didn't you give know a what? shit. Yeah. You know, because most of the one percenters used them for the money. Yeah, bring him to the party. But, right. you know, they never tried to and control And you know what? Them. That's one of the reasons the COC is getting... It's dying. Is because they used them for the money or they used it for the whatever. And a lot of people said, you know what, man? Fuck you. Exactly. That's it. And you know what? That goes back to, hey, look, I don't care if it's a riding club. Look, if there's fucking like 200 members of a fucking riding club and, you know, you have, you know, 30 guys, 40 guys, whatever, in the vicinity, you're not going to beat that riding club in a fight. No. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't care. You know? So... I understand it's a numbers game to some people. I, I don't know why, but it is, I guess. I don't know. But all that shit needs to go away. It, it really does need to go away because we're never going to get past the problem. We're just going to constantly open old wounds. Exactly. Well, you know, we'll get back in, uh, you know, next week and talk about it after uh, Big P puts out more on there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's been a pretty good uh, podcast, this one. We got... Uh, all our thoughts out there on well, the Well, it's a lot more uh, serious. Yeah, a lot more serious than it is normal. Sorry about that. But let's break up the seriousness for a phone scam, and when we get back, I'll give you my final thoughts on this episode. Hello? Hey, how you going? Hello? Hey, settle down, big boy. Um, listen, I'm looking for Harry. For who? Big boy? Harry. There ain't no Harry here. What the fuck is your problem, lady? No, what the fuck is your problem? You call me this hour of the night. Yeah, I'm looking for Harry Cox. There's no Harry Cox here. Well, well, you just got shaved once. What? Shaved? What kind of cocks do you got? No fucking cocks, dumbass motherfucker. Well, what, what's your redneck level? Uh, you're full of fucking shit. Well, you need... Uh, have, have another drink, lady. No, you need to have ten drinks. How many, um... There's no Harry Cox here. I'm looking for my friend, Harry. There's no Harry that lives here. Okay, so is this this isn't the Cox residence then at it, all? It might be the Cox residence, but there's no Harry here. Oh, so this is the Cox residence. There's no Harry Cox.
cops here. Is there any hairy vaginas? You know this call is being traced, right? What are you tracing it with? Uh, I got the cops tracing it. Did you, did you put your phone on a piece of paper and you, you got out a pen and you drawing uh, around it? Yeah, right. Whatever. On this episode of Motorcycle Madhouse, we took on the subject of the Alliance of Law-Abiding Clubs and Ryan Erlacher of Law-Abiding Biker. As you know, the Alliance of Law-Abiding Club is a predominantly Leo or a law enforcement officer based organization that has been going out there on the streets putting people in harm's way. They have continually stated that anyone that doesn't agree with their positions, they must be a bunch of criminals. This so-called alliance has used Ryan Erlacher from the law-abiding biker to push this propaganda through his podcasts, videos, and websites. Today, as you heard, Motorcycle Madhouse pushed back on both, and it offers an inside look at the hypocrisy that not only the Alliance has, but Ryan Erlacher himself. You know, Ryan Erlacher's first part of his interview with Ray Lollipop Lebeski, disgraced IP of the Iron Order Motorcycle Club and current president of the pop-up club Iron Legacy, if you guys didn't know. I'm sure you all know because we hit him pretty much every week on here. In the first part of the interview, Erlacher claims Lollipop did nothing wrong. Even though there's ample evidence through Lollipop's own email correspondence of threats of violence against other clubs and civilians. You heard uh, during the interview that the Alliance thought the world of uh, Lollipop. Where we're kind of confused on that subject, especially, you know, motorcycle clubs aside. When you try to get some of your guys to attack civilians or people in riding clubs that have nothing to do with motorcycle club politics, you think that would go over the line, even for the Alliance of Law-Abiding Clubs. But again, as the dude stated, Lollipop's charismatic, or charismatic, my fault. He's a likable guy. They see nothing wrong in what he's been doing with uh, the Iron Legacy. They see nothing wrong with what they have been doing with the Alliance of law-abiding clubs. The alliance is made up basically of 99.9% law enforcement clubs, meaning they're cop clubs. So yeah, they can go around spewing that stuff, but when they go spewing it and actually have people on the streets believing some of that stuff, they're going to get people hurt. And they know it. Actually, if I was one of them people that got hurt because I listened to one of the, you know, their advice, I'd sue the hell out of them. You know, hey, here's the thing, here's the podcast where they say we could do this stuff. Even though they know on the streets that isn't the case. Another thing that bugs us is how lawabidingbiker.com goes out there begging for donations you know, it's basically a store on the site. That's what he's doing. He's trying to make money off the biker community. While at the same time, going out there and going against everything the biker community is about. That's a cop, though, for you. That's the way they always been, always will be. They stick to their own. What I find funny is if you uh, read one of my articles this week on Insane Throttle Biker News, everything... Reiner Lacker and that alliance 
claim one percenters do. One of their cop buddies has been arrested and tried and convicted for one of the same old crimes. Particularly what I find funny is most of the cops out there getting arrested for sex crimes. Perverts, I guess. They have to go around messing with little kids and stuff like that. I guess that badge gives them, uh, you know, the right to go out there and force themselves on people. So now they wonder why a lot of bikers, a lot of civilian population in the United States just can't stand them. It's because they're two-faced, they try to act like something they're not. I invited Ryan Erlacher on this show, and as of now, they claim they have to clear it with their producer or gave some uh, crap that they don't go around bashing people. That's fine and dandy. We'll keep up on them. Uh, one thing is for sure, and we uh, wrote uh, some of the people that sponsor that show and expressed our concerns about how one of their people they are sponsoring is going around, how can I say it, disrespecting most of their customers that would buy from them. My suggestion is a boycott social media campaign until we get a statement out of the lawabidingbiker.com. Simple things here. What you're saying is wrong and what you're doing is wrong. When you put people's lives in jeopardy because you think just because you're a cop you can do it, that's where you cross the line. Next week we're going to be talking with uh, Double Barrel again on the first uh, half of the section. We got an interview, a surprise one coming up. And I'll put that out uh, in the near future. Don't forget to go over and subscribe to our new YouTube channel. You guys can see the link. And also, we just got a new interactive site up. www.insanethrottlebikernews.com Where you can actually leave us 30 second messages. Or you can get in contact with us a lot easier for news uh, stories that you'd like to see out there, ideals you'd like to have us do on YouTube. For this episode, on behalf of Double Barrel and myself, I really thank you guys for listening. I thank you for all the numbers and the support that we've been getting. The show is really picking up just after a few episodes, and it's getting carried on a lot of major uh, platforms now, and we're only going to go up from here. But I'm James Hollywood Machikari, and until next week, I am out of here, guys. Everybody out there on the internet highways, this is Good Time Charlie. Check out my morning show on BIC Underground Radio, Monday through Thursday. 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We got a Pacific Standard Time kind of thing going on here. That's BIC Underground Radio. We're 24-7 music all day long. Get our free app. Just type in BIC Radio or Biker Radio and get joining our family because you just going to love it. You know why? Because it's all about motorcyclism, baby. That's right, B.I.C. Underground Radio and Good Time Charlie. Hey, this is Good Time Charlie, producer, co-director, and actor in the movie Rebel on the Highway. Rebel on the Highway is a pretty damn cool movie. I kind of look at it as the Blues Brothers on motorcycles. It's got a great soundtrack. It's got a lot of folks in the motorcycle world that are legends and also some legendary blues players. Rebel on the Highway, rebelonthehighway.com. Go there, check it out, get some shirts, soundtracks, movies, everything. Just go to rebelonthehighway.com. 
Tell him Good Time Charlie sent you. Wait a minute. I don't think you can tell him anything. It's a website. But anyway, go there anyway. RebelOnTheHighway.com Holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over one million bubbles in a glass of champagne? Here's to a whole lot of celebrating. Crisp whites like a floral Sauvignon Blanc pairs perfectly with shrimp cocktail and other light appetizers. Now that's how you kick off a holiday meal. Don't stress about choosing the right wine for a meaningful gift. Consider me your wine concierge. As you check off that gift list this holiday season, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine & More. Cheers. Holiday tips and wine stories from Kristen and Paul at Total Wine & More. The sweetness of a maple-glazed ham paired with a bourbon barrel-aged Cabernet. We went there. Now my taste buds are hopping. I can help you impress the boss with a great bottle of wine. Here's to a raise in 2019. As you check off that gift list, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine & More. Come explore at our 12 Northern Virginia locations. Now open in Reston at Plaza America Center, across from Whole Foods. Shop online at TotalWine.com.